Hello, I'm Amy Christophers, and this is On the Left Side, the funny football show. Well, I don't think there's a man better than me qualified at working with elite players at this moment in time for the women's national team. So I'm sitting in for Jim on this week's show for reasons we won't really go into too much. I mean, I'm not saying Jim isn't intelligent, but he's been watching the news and he's got into a pretty sticky situation with a bottle of Domestos and a syringe. And he really needs to sit this one out. Probably not a bad thing this week because I want to talk about a certain Mr Phil Neville who has decided that he is going to leave his job coaching the England ladies team. Neville leaves the gig after just over two quite unremarkable years in charge during which time the most exciting thing about his tenure was probably the sexist tweets that turned up just after he was given the job. It was literally days after it was announced that Phil Neville would be heading up the Lionesses when someone uncovered a past bit of social media misogyny that went a little bit like this. Relax, I'm back. Just battered the wife. Feel better now? <laughs> you know, it's, it's really funny because it's poking fun at, you know, domestic abuse. Nice. Much more hilarious than the tweet itself was Neville's excuse at the time. I can't explain it. I was on holiday at the time. In isolation, they looked terrible, but it was relating to a game of sport, table tennis, basketball, on holiday with my wife. I am a competitive person, so is my wife. I mean, the writing was on the wall from the very start that this wasn't going to go well. For a start, what the hell is... Table tennis, basketball. If it turns out he's been trying to get the Lionesses to play golf, football, cricket all this time, then don't say the warning signs weren't there from the beginning. It doesn't seem there's a great deal of upset over Neville's departure, with goalkeeper Rachel Brown-Finnis suggesting that his departure was the right move and that the team now need an experienced manager in the role. An experienced manager? You don't say. You mean hiring a football manager that had, you know, actually managed a game of football before would be a shrewd appointment for one of the highest profile jobs in the women's game? <sighs> well, I never saw that one coming. Mm-hmm. For my money, the men have had a good go. And now it's time to do what always has to be done. If you want a job done properly, get a woman to do it. How about this time we don't just appoint someone just because they played the game at a high level. How about we appoint some of the amazing talent already in the women's game that frankly have fuck all chance of ever getting a look in the men's game for some reason. Laura Jarvie, Jill Ellis, Emma Hayes, Sylvia Need, all who 100% know the game and all who, I'd imagine, haven't made a joke on social media about beating up their partner. So, what's next for Neville? The rumours are he's keen for another management job in football, and who knows? Maybe some part of him is eyeing up a potential new gig in the North East very soon. Back in the Premier League, we are still waiting for confirmation of the deal to take over Newcastle United, funded by the state of Saudi Arabia. A potential takeover that has caused many in the game to question the morality of the move. And something that is causing many, many, many Newcastle fans this internal monologue right now. Oh my God, the Saudis' record on human rights is terrible. Yeah, but they do have loads of money. The treatment of women in the state is just not acceptable. They do have quite a lot of money though. And the way the LGBT community is vilified, it's nothing short of disgusting. But it does mean Mike Ashley is going to fuck off. Good point. It's fine. It's a tough debate, and questions should and will be asked, and no doubt will be asked with Clyde Betts, the chairman of the all-party parliamentary group on football. 
demanding that the government must not sit on the bench on this issue. Rightly so. I mean, have you seen how unfit some of the government look? Bojo at left back, Reese Morgan centre mid. They're certainly not getting in the first team. But I'd say even the bench is a bit of a stretch. If anything, Newcastle wants players that will keep them in Europe. At the end of the day, whether or not the Saudis are allowed to buy Newcastle will fall to the Premier League, and they should look at this issue very seriously. But at the same time, football needs to be careful when it comes to raising moral questions, because it can look a little hypocritical. Take Richard Keyes, for example, who decided he was the perfect man to question the morality of the whole situation. Um, Newcastle United. I wish, well, it, was I another club. It, was I wish it was another club and it wasn't Newcastle United that the Saudis want to buy. But we've been talking a lot recently about morality and resetting the button. And, and when we all come back, there's a good reason why we can expect football to be better. Mm-hmm. Um, not so. Richard Keyes, who got sacked from his job at Sky Sports after being caught making sexist comments. Richard Keyes, who cheated on his wife while she was undergoing treatment for cancer. Richard Keyes, who picked up a regular paycheck from BN Sports who are funded by the Qatari state, who, by the way, really don't get on with the Saudis very much and have some questionable human rights issues of their own. Like I say, football really needs to tread carefully when it's talking morality. If I were a Newcastle fan, though, it wouldn't just be this issue that was causing me to take stock. I'd be thinking about how good an owner Mohammed bin Salman might actually be. Yeah, he is loaded, but also he's been largely responsible for prices of oil dropping to a negative value of around minus $15 a barrel. Just to make that clear, we are talking about one of the most prized and expensive commodities in the world that you now have to pay people to take it off your hands. That's a faster depreciation in the value than Jack Rodwell. If he can wipe that kind of value off oil, imagine what he'll do to Joe Linton. If this carries on, it's very possible that although this week he can afford to buy the club, by next month he may even struggle to afford one of those giant Sports Direct mugs, and they're usually given away free with a pair of long-sale pants. Maybe Neville might be better off slightly lower down the leagues. Somewhere like Luton Town, perhaps who now have a vacant job after deciding to sack their gaffer, Graham Jones. Get out of here! Even though the world is on lockdown right now, and there hasn't been any football played in over a month. It's what I imagine is the football equivalent of being dumped by text. Some might suggest the move is a little bit cold-hearted. But in reality, he's not picked up so much as a point in the league for over a month. What can he really expect? Well, that's it from me and the team here on the left side. If you've enjoyed the show, then leave us a little review wherever you're listening to us and tell your friends. And if you want to find out more about what I do, you can find me on social media at That Sports Spice. Thanks for listening, and Jim will be back next week. Bye for now. On the Left Side was written by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson, with additional voices by Kieran Sword.